You just thought I was the master of mediocrity. When in fact, it has been me, Dio. <laughs> I've never actually even seen that anime. I just know the reference. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know even the reference. So you're you're a little bit ahead of me there. <laughs> okay, well, woo, I win. <laughs> it's actually like <laughs> I guess it's JoJo's Bizarro Adventure or whatever, which I stopped like myself from watching on principle. Like I, I don't I'm like no. I know that I've seen what makes you cheer. Fair. But <laughs> Fair enough. I just like for some reason just anime just completely skipped me. Oh, it and did. Then, like I got to college and I was like anime. And I'm like I'm like okay, good for y'all. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I've got enough shit over so, here being a cool kid. Well, you know what? That's fine. But I didn't claim I was the cool kid. I didn't claim <laughs> I was the cool kid. You put you said that, not me. <laughs> you put so, that on me. You know if that's you if that's that how you feel. <laughs> if that's how you feel. If that's how you feel, that says more about you than it does me. So, <laughs> and here I come swinging out the gate like she's pinging on me. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm a little yeah. bummed out because my jeans have mm-hmm. that girl thigh rub rips in them, and I just noticed. And it's been a long time. I hadn't had oh, one no. shell out since before I got pregnant. So now I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I thought I was past this point. Because, you know, your hips spread whenever you're, like, with child Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. maybe now my jeans will last forever. No. No, no. Just longer. (laughs) Not forever. No. 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 Uh, Oh, yeah. All the things. Like, uh, we we found my wife's um, old iPhone from when we first started dating. And she had all these old pictures. And she was looking at all of these. And these were all pre-our daughter. And... She just like at one point we're scrolling through looking at these old photos and she just go and she just yells out, "You've stolen my youth!" <laughs> uh, um, my my Father's Day post from like ten years ago popped up, and it was a mm-hmm. picture of me at my junior prom and my grandfather when he was still Aww. pretty hale, hale and hearty, and he just passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, year, a year ago so it was like one of those like really emotional mm-hmm. moments and so I had to show Corey why I was mm-hmm. all teary all of a sudden and he's like oh look at that mm-hmm. Lily it's it's when mommy didn't eat <laughs> I was like I did I was just <laughs> I was just young <laughs> first off uh, first off how dare you second <laughs> off thank you so much <laughs> uh yeah but that see that's my problem that's the uh that's me showing off how problematic the time i was a prepubescent teenager was like we were all like oh my god thanks for noticing (laughs) (laughs) it's fine it's fine it's okay it's nothing to see here (laughs) speaking of nothing to see here to re- revealing mm-hmm. more than just the dirty closet yeah. of <laughs> when we were young. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm there's so, so ex- much dirty in this review. I'm just so excited because this is okay. So Aaron and I, way back when, uh, ha- told our mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. comic book origin stories, right? And really, the origin story of the podcast, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was our dear 
dear mm-hmm. friend, uh, Doctora. <laughs> <laughs> he mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. he uh, introduced us to each other and was like now kiss not actually but you know what i mean like figuratively podcast kiss and we were like okay <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 okay fine and then like turns out mm-hmm. we were approximately the same like of time reading comics mm-hmm. we both kind of came to it a little later mm-hmm. we both were interested in the same mm-hmm. kinds of things and it was just you know simpatico well mm-hmm. One of the first things that he did when I started going to a comic bo- uh, new comic book day with him as part of our mm-hmm. like three musketeers routine that we had with another friend of ours in town when I was in college still uh, was throw mm-hmm. a book at me and go here this is the kind of stuff you're into <laughs> and I think I surprised him <laughs> when I went you're right and I bought it so this is one of the first comics I've ever read. <laughs> That's so cool. cool. It is, of course, gorgeous. I I don't know, but Top Cow does not have a good <laughs> reputation. And I just feel like this is probably yeah. the best thing that I could have grabbed from that particular brand. Like, I grabbed the good one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can't even think of like, so Top Cow, like, so like all the imprints under image, I barely pay attention to. Like, it's like, okay, image. And then like, it's like image skybound. I'm like, oh, okay, like. Like it, it, it gets filed away in that part of the brain that I don't pay attention to like yeah. useless comics knowledge, but like even further down than like some other stuff. And so it's like, Oh, top cow. Neat. Neat. <laughs> so like, yeah. Well, I think, top yeah, cow, I, I think this has been, well, I mean, we do get boobies in this. We do get boobies in this. So we do. We um, really, really do. Hey, before we go too far, uh, do you want to introduce ourselves, mm-hmm. baby? So I, once again, the lieutenant is oh, off yeah, sure. the rails. <laughs> it's me, Tio. And that's why we love her. <laughs> and the lieutenant of literature. And uh, yeah, I'm back, baby. Just in time for some porn. <laughs> Hell yeah. You you have your priorities. It's good. It's all I good. I do have my priorities. And with me today is the gorgeous... The spectacular, Aww. the uh, the uh, queen of of Pride Month podcasts. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, it's me, uh, the the Dame of Discourse, Jamie, and today we're talking about we're doing Sunstone Volume One, mm-hmm. and I can kind of talk about Volume Two a little bit. It gets a lot more angsty in Volume Two, <laughs> but oh. mainly Volume One. <laughs> Sunstone, which is by Stephen, and I don't, uh, there's a J there. It's Stephon Sage. There you go. Aaron has tried to convince me that you just have to say with confidence, but I don't even think confidence could have saved me here. Yeah. (laughs) And so the back matter says, sexual nerds, that's what BDSM people are behind all the pretense from critically acclaimed creator. Yep. Stephon Sage. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Uh, author of Death Vigil, Raven, Aphrodite, IX. This this freaking script is so hard to read. Which and Witchblade, and also now a Harleen, which is another one of my favorite comics. Mm-hmm. Um, comes Sunstone, oh, yeah. a love story like no other. Lisa's tastes were always unique, longing to be restrained without restraint. <laughs> Lisa always felt like something was missing from her love life until she met Allie. 
Allie was implacably ordinary, successful job, nice house, and average childhood, except for her preference for bedroom domination. It was a lit, uh, and this is my favorite part probably about this whole thing. Originally posted on DeviantArt, this book collects the first volume of the often erotic, always amusing, and surprisingly heartfelt Sunstone. And yes, you can still go on as of a couple of years ago and and read it on DeviantArt as like a free property. But you know, like yeah. all good and things, he, um... you could go and buy it too. <laughs> yeah, and the author actually posts... Um... If you go to his Twitter history, or you can just Google this, he has a Dropbox full of all five volumes of them, of all of it collected into five volumes. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's the pre-print like author's versions because there's a lot of typos and typographical like proof editing things that would have got that that usually are like the last stage of editing that would get fixed, but like. None of it ever, because that's how I read it. I read it through that through those five volume Dropbox files. None of them ever like impede your understanding. It's never like, oh, that's a weird um, typo that stops me from understanding anything that's going on. You still get it. So, um, yeah, if you want to buy, it, and I highly recommend doing it because it gives him money. But at the same time, if like money's tight and Hoopla or your library doesn't carry it, like my library just doesn't carry it um you know it's not you know not surprising i live in the south um you know there's that option as well so yeah because i mean it is straight up erotica like you do see you do see all the bits you don't really see i guess you don't mm -hmm. see like penetrative stuff oh, yeah. in at least the first volume but i mean like yeah mm -mm. it doesn't matter in the mm -mm. south or in the midwest yeah. that's enough boobies and a little bit of uh yeah. Yeah. a little bit of uh, the who's <laughs> the who's oh yeah i mean the great thing about this book is it is called <laughs> is it's is it's called um like a like it's erotica but you never see many sex scenes it's always like it's the stuff leading up to it and what i love is like you get to that point and then there's sometimes where like lisa who's the one writing the story goes all right and you know what happens next we don't need to see that um, yeah, yeah, which there's is just a, hilarious. There's only so many ways to describe an orgasm, and all of them are already in print. That was my favorite. I was like, "You were correct." Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all know mm -hmm. what that feels like. Hopefully, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. No, this is. Yeah. Uh, so there's just something about the way that mm, this author and artist does things that just is. Mm -hmm. It feels mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. oh, God, just the just the way that he draws it's just amazing because like mm -hmm. you have you have like weirdly wet looking art sometimes like you can see their eyes glistening mm -hmm. it feels mm -hmm. so realistic but like it's mm -hmm. it's like those really good video game movies maybe you know like but it's not it doesn't mm -hmm. hit uncanny valley and then it does the thing that anime mm -hmm. does and manga does sometimes where it kind of comes in and out of uh real realist mm -hmm. realism you know like and mm -hmm. I know comic book comic books do that a lot too, but I feel like it kind of you yeah. almost see like not quite chibi, but you know you you do have a mm -hmm. lot of that. It's like a lens focusing, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like an mm -hmm. it's like almost yeah. a visual novel experience, you know. And um, and it is just sweet. Mm -hmm. It is like a romantic comedy. It's just it's just without mm -hmm. the fade to black happening as soon as it 
usually does because mm-hmm. part of it is just exploring the awkwardness around setting up a scene you know mm-hmm. like this is a this is a thing that people are like ah yeah mm-hmm. everybody's got to have a first time and you know like there's that mm-hmm. pretense in yeah. a lot of popular media where they're like oh mm-hmm. yeah no they're, they're really like the completely sure of themselves dom and the you know like this true mm-hmm. truly mm-hmm. trusting sub and it's like everybody starts somewhere mm-hmm. and especially in volume two mm-hmm. um you kind of see them ex- start to explore the different dynamics and how things can go wrong mm-hmm. in the community and with others. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How did you get introduced to Sunstone? On Twitter, there's Carol Ann. She's on the Comics Collective podcast. She's got, I think, her. Uh, it's a Carol Ann Talks comic. Uh, and then the at is at comics. This is her favorite um, series of all time. She read it when it was first coming out in DeviantArt. And she's gone back and reread it over and over again. I have seen this book around through like her tweets. And then they did a series of episodes about it. And that was when I sort of decided like, okay, I'm going to read this too. And then it was just sort of like, oh, Pride Month, lesbian romantic comedy. Fuck yeah, let's go. Um, And I devoured it. Like it was, I read volume one. I was like, okay, I'll read a little bit of volume one. You know, I'll read a little bit this uh, tonight. And then I ended up saying, I think the, I think I finished it in like two nights, like, you know, just super quick. Um, and vol- volume two, three, four, and five also went that way. Like once I got to volume four and five, like sort of the end of their entire story, I, I think that I read those in like a day because it just gets so good. And you're with volume one, you're absolutely right. You at, you really do get that um, first date kind of feel. And it just so happens that their first date is a BDSM session. You know, like you get that nervousness of like, oh, it's our first date at a coffee shop. Oh, I'm nervous as I drink my coffee. It's like, oh, she's nervous as she walks in with her, um, you know, taking her to the bed with all the harnesses. Um, and so it's very much like, no, it's a legitimate first date and you can see um and what i love so much about sage's work is his facial the way he animates facial features it's so realistic like you really do feel these characters emotions like you should like if you're looking at a real life person um so you get all that nervousness all that fun uh tension of a first date it just so happens that they're you know, having a BDSM at BDSM session on their first date. Yeah. Well, and you know, it was was so adorable. It is so adorable. And that's the part that like hooks you, you know, cause I bought it and I was like, Mm -hmm. like I'm reading this thing. Oh my God. You know, cause I was like, "Mm, this was like Mm -hmm. 2012, you know, like this is not, this was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God. And then you read it. and, And I don't know about people, people who are not, attracted to women i don't know how they feel when they read this book uh i feel like they must they they have to feel uncomfortable because i cannot see a world where somebody doesn't read this and go oh my god these people are gorgeous you know like i like the man was attracted <laughs> to but i mean like he he just puts so much love into these two characters and they are just incredibly attractive and like I don't know. My brain kind of fizzes out every time that I like try to read it because I'm like, uh, <laughs> there's a story going on, but like she's biting her lip and yeah. I can't think for a second. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just, there's a lot mm-hmm. of love mm-hmm. in those facial mm-hmm. features, like you said. Um, yeah. but like, and that's almost, yeah. that's almost more 
Like that makes me blush more than anything else in this book, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. It's it's just the mm-hmm. the height of mm-hmm. emotions that you feel and the the nakedness is just sort mm-hmm. of background noise. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just background noise. Yeah. Uh, no, no. And yeah, yeah, I didn't get through all of the five volumes. I am at volume two. Mm-hmm. And I have not read past that. But mm-hmm. like I'm very interested to see where the mm-hmm. actual story goes because I've kind of gotten a look at because mm-hmm. you're right, Carolyn does post about it all the time, and so I get mm-hmm. every once in a while I get like screen caps from that, and I'm like, wait, what happened? They're fighting? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? You know, like, wait, this was them. Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. starts with mm-hmm. them in love and like almost married, like BDSM mm-hmm. married. So what's happening here? She's collared. So like, mm-hmm. what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that there's a wild ride yeah. later on. Uh, but the, but the, can we talk about volume two oh, yeah. for a second? It's just that bombshell has me shook. Like I didn't, I didn't pursue mm-hmm. getting another one, but that mm-hmm. bombshell in volume two is like, oh mm-hmm. my God. Cause can you imagine like people who taste, take this seriously, right? People who take this lifestyle seriously, mm-hmm. they are not like your mm-hmm. 50 shades of gray people, right? They are like very serious about no, aftercare. No, very much not. They're very serious about consent. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very serious that people mm-hmm. abide by a certain set of rules that keep everyone safe. It's about mm-hmm. safety. It's about consent, enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and safety. Mm-hmm. And to have to mm-hmm. override your own pre-established lines for the safety of your mm-hmm. partner, like like who who's put themselves in an unsafe mm-hmm. position, and it's not even her partner. But then to feel the guilt that, that like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I gave them the forbidden fruit and set them off on a path that they couldn't follow as part of a partnership, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like me, mm-hmm. having not read volume three or four or five, uh, I feel like me, I always thought mm-hmm. my first reaction was like, that's bullshit, that's not your fault, like, whatever. But, like, there has to mm-hmm. be a certain amount of, like, religiosity almost to to mm-hmm. having that much faith put in you by another person, you know, like, being on the dom side mm-hmm. of it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, sure, maybe, like, mm-hmm. it's not actually your fault that you steered this couple apart from each other. Like, mm-hmm. sure, you were you were showing off a little bit, but I mm-hmm. I don't accept that she was responsible for their desolation. Uh, it, that would have happened. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that yeah. it kind of was exposed. People are mm-hmm. adults, and they're responsible for their mm-hmm. own decisions. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at. But yeah. not being able to respect a safe word because you're making sure that somebody's like doesn't mm-hmm. have blood clots go to their you know and kill them that's pretty fu- that's mm-hmm. pretty fucking hardcore mm-hmm. and that's like yeah this was supposed to be just a sex yeah. book whenever i pitch it up jamie and then i'm getting mm-hmm. hit with this on book two mm-hmm. that's not even that far into the story what the fuck <laughs> like yeah no it's so good this, it, this book series is so good i feel like it's a when you when you put it that way that it happens so early i feel it's very much like a it's a chance for Lisa to understand the nature of this thing, because, you know, for Lisa, who is the sub in this relationship, this is her first subby relationship. She's had, um, as it's explained early on and throughout, you know, she has been interested in this culture and in this hobby. She's, you know, she's done it a little bit herself in terms of like, she's tied herself up, up a little bit. Um, she's written a lot of fiction about it, but she hasn't experienced it. You know, for her, it's kind of a wake up call. I'm like, oh, no, this can go wrong if you're not paying attention and if you don't do it right. And I feel like also at that point, Lisa is the surrogate reader, you know, unless you're someone who who comes from the BDSM lifestyle, who picks up this book, which I'm sure there are plenty of people who do that. 
who would see this, who would see the story unfolding of Marion, the character we're talking about going, Oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. This is going to happen. This is going to end terribly. But for the rest of it, for Lisa, it's, it's a chance for the reader to also be like Lisa and go like, Oh, this isn't just a kinky thing that weird people do. They're really serious about this. They take the time and really you ease into it. You don't just, they, they take it seriously. There are rules here. There are boundaries to follow. There's guidelines. And so I, I think volume two, I think it happening so early on is a good way for step on stage to be like, okay, Hey, this is fun for them, but it's also a very serious thing. And there's other layers too, where like for Allie, it's her, it's her chance to open up to Lisa. Cause yeah, you're right. She's, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. It's Marion's fault, but it's totally human reaction for Allie to be like, no, I showed her how to do this. It's my fault. You know, it's like, it's, it's not your fault that someone does something stupid with the thing you taught them to do, but you're still going to feel guilty for them being able to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it works really well as a metaphor as well for relationships at an even deeper level where it's like, it's really all about trust and communication. And in some ways, Marion didn't trust Alan when he was saying, no, we're taking it slow. You know, the fact that she was like, no, I'm going to go ahead anyway. Yeah. She can like, fuck up if you're not paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah, she didn't trust him to get to where she wanted them to be. Like they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't on the same page and their communication mm-hmm. did not like compensate for that. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It was it was totally yeah. like an interior yeah. relationship problem. And you can tell I think that Alan mm-hmm. has sort of like let it go. Especially some like from the first volume. Mm-hmm. There's just that vibe there where he's like constantly mm-hmm. like, Allie, just back off. It's not it's not your th- it's not your deal. You know, like just back off. Um, yeah. which is so crazy. He's been able to come to terms with it much earlier than she has. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, there is that, there is that breach of contract, mm-hmm. right? That, that Allie had to go through to keep mm-hmm. her safe, you know? Mm-hmm. And that is, that is hardcore, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. psychologically, but yeah. also mm-hmm. like he manages to pepper the hook mm-hmm. for the main story mm-hmm. into volume one and like mm-hmm. reveal in volume two volume one's like awkward first aid volume mm-hmm. two is so you want to so you want to mm-hmm. do this dance let's go deeper you know and you just kind of see mm-hmm. just this storyline is like masterfully laid out like and this was just him just mm-hmm. releasing it in deviant art for free like this was just such a good mm-hmm. paced story and like mm-hmm. well developed not just like oh what am i gonna do this week mm-hmm. kind of thing like it, it you could tell that mm-hmm. there was some forethought yeah. into the the overall direction of the of the show i don't know i'm just in awe every time i read his work because he's a writer artist right but the art is just so glam that you just don't like how much work does this person put into what the media that he produces and i like like the last episode you guys were talking about how um people do the work that they're able to do and all of that work is valid right and then i read something like this and i'm like but some of it doesn't seem like it's humanly possible either, you know, like, and so, so you want to know the funny thing about this? Yes. The, the, so those really fancy looking panels that you're just like, like those really pretty ones. You're like, how did this happen? He was originally posting this stuff as just pictures. Like he wasn't like the story came after the art in a lot of ways where he was posting like pinups of these characters on his deviant art. 
as a way for him to have a break from the other artwork he was doing for other series and then later went back and stitched the story together. That's nuts. <laughs> so that's kind of how it happened. Also, like yeah. artists are crazy mm-hmm. scary sometimes. Like, you know what? I need a break. Let me go do this mm-hmm. other very detailed, very beautiful piece of work because I need a break. It's just a treat for mm-hmm. myself. You know, like, okay, I can yeah. really take or a like, It's my warm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just going to go yeah. run a mile and then I'll be ready to work out. Like, no. <laughs> why are you kidding yeah no this is such a good like it's just so good that it's hard to talk about it almost Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. there's something about his work it just exudes sex Mm -hmm. and i feel like people get uncomfortable with the harleen Mm -hmm. book because of it Mm -hmm. you know everyone's ultra sensitive Mm -hmm. to harleen and like just basically harley Mm -hmm. quinn as a character being sexualized in that way because of how icky Mm -hmm. the heart like harley joker thing was for so long it's like the whole reason for that character creation was to be like the butt of this terrible man's joke Mm -hmm. (sighs) so you know but at the same time like i I couldn't think of a more perfect Mm -hmm. medium for it like sometimes Mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of like pearl clutching in safe spaces mm-hmm. that I don't understand mm-hmm. as an adult mm-hmm. person who work, walks in the world. Like yeah. there's a lot of hate for people who read mm-hmm. dark fic, for example. Mm-hmm. And like, you see it a lot in the romance fandom, which I wasn't ever really a part of romance fandom until TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then TikTok was like, Oh, you like this stuff, huh? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yeah, I do, but I don't like interact with the other people who mm-hmm. like this stuff. And they're like, well, we think you should. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. So I'm watching all of these <laughs> romance fandom TikToks and I'm like, okay, so this thing mm-hmm. that I was like almost low-key ashamed about is completely normal. And also there's a hell mm-hmm. of a lot of people out here who interact with this stuff that makes me blush, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm not even yeah, the yeah. worst one, you know, like worst quote, quote, you know, morality, whatever. But whenever you're just out there in the world, if you're not a part of spicy fandom, there is still this like, you know, behind closed doors aspect to it. So I feel like... His art doesn't let you not notice, you know, like his mm-hmm. art is like, mm, no, yeah. sex. Here it is right here in front of you. It's nothing to be ashamed out. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's just mm-hmm. all sit there and enjoy it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you see it? Is yeah. it pretty? Yeah. Is it human? Is it mm-hmm. fine? OK, mm-hmm. everything's fine. You can mm-hmm. move on, you know, like it, yeah. it's like yeah. I'm going to force yeah. you to really like come to which is why I, I'm very curious what like a fully straight person does in the face of this book you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like like do what do they do what do they say I mean, what I do know they say s- when they look at that i mean i know some people who who are very much like it, like the sex part isn't so much their thing like they're not they're like yeah it's there okay but what i think really sets this apart from other titillating titles um, Ooh, you know, whole like alliteration that. Batman there. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> um, but I think what sets this apart from a lot of the other ones is the depth, and I think the realistic, the realism of the emotions of the characters. So, like, you know, um, the last few pages after they separate in Volume One, the last few pages after they separate from their weekend together, and you know. I'm getting there too. Where like Allie's laying on her couch, and there's that art. There's that scene where like white space starts. Like it's uh, several horizontal panels, and as the panels go down, the white space gets bigger and bigger. And she ends up saying like, 
house feels bigger somehow. Like she feels much more lonelier now than that. Or like you see the scene where like Lisa gets back home and she's just so like the big sigh at the end. And it's just like, these are real emotions that people have after this first weekend together. And for these two people, their first weekend together was BDSM session. Cool. (laughs) But the emotions that you have that they're having are the same that like you might feel after your first weekend together with someone who you're really into or like, you know, after your first date where you hit it off so perfectly and you were, the chemistry was there and you go home and you're just like, can I text them yet? Can I text them yet? Can I text them yet? And then you can see the final page. They're texting with each other because they just can't get enough of each other. So like, I can understand how some people, like I know some people like, so we make fun of one of my um, sister-in-laws who's just like, she's, she tries to be like, oh, I'm cool. I'm okay. I'm okay with the sexy, sexy stuff. And, oh, you know, um, and she's straight as an arrow and she's always like, oh, queer people. Yeah. Like I'm cool with it. And then like my other sister-in-law who's, who's in a, a same sex relationship, my wife and I are in a same sex relationship are like, are you sure about that? Like, <laughs> you're really sure? Cause like, okay like i don't think she could handle this because she would just be like giggling the entire time but i feel like there's a lot of people who can look past that and can enjoy this book yeah but i mean like i don't know i just can't see past my own attraction to the characters to me i can't imagine jb i just can't imagine how you can look at them and not go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's my kink you know what oh, I they're mean? fucking like, gorgeous <laughs> yeah they're just, oh 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 they're so they're so mm-hmm. pretty they're just so pretty and they're just and so this pretty. this entire book this entire book and series is is an entire exercise of like that community scene where um Dean Pelton's like I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. <laughs> um, exactly what I'm talking about. Like, how very do you much not? But like Ali and Lisa. <laughs> if you had any sort of eggs in your brain, and then the costumes they're in, and, and then you watch this mm-hmm. thing. And, and the like, costumes okay. and you're just like, oh my goodness. There's a hammer. You know, like he's just waiting over the cover mm-hmm. part with mm-hmm. the hammer. And then you open it up and he just mm-hmm. slams it on your mm-hmm. head. And out pops sapphic mm-hmm. love stories. You know what I mean? Like that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's crazy because it is a dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's a dude 100% who's making all of this. And that's mm-hmm. fine. You know, like yeah. I'm glad that he can just celebrate mm-hmm. a woman's form in this way without mm-hmm. it feeling skeevy. Because mm-hmm. it is. It's like completely accessible to queer no. people to enjoy this it's Mm -hmm. it's a male gaze and yet it's not you know what i mean like it's just it's just gorgeous Mm -hmm. and i just and that's the thing that kind of bothers me it never felt male gazy to me well yeah it's like it's the gaze of someone who finds these people attractive but not like the derogatory Mm -hmm. quote Mm -hmm. male gaze that like it's power but it's not this whole story is power but it's really not about Mm -hmm. about that along those lines and it's just really great Mm -hmm. it's really great and Mm -hmm. it's kind of kind of heartwarming in a way because it's a book about Mm -hmm. sex it's a book about power dynamics that Mm -hmm. often get like subverted by this heteronormative like gross Mm -hmm. like 50 shades of gray thing you know you know what i'm talking about that Mm -hmm. this this Mm -hmm. this way that people Mm -hmm. kind of make it grody Mm -hmm. and um biblical Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like just Mm -hmm. and um it's just so accessible and i i love it (laughs) that that was super eloquent 50 shades of gray is very much Oh, it's totally fine. I love your eloquence. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, um, so like, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey for me is is it's voyeuristic looking at BDSM. It's looking at BDSM yes. going, 
ooh, isn't this weird? And uh-huh. aren't these people weird? Isn't this kind of weird? And it's, it's like, but this is very much, there's BDSM in it, but it uses BDSM to make a really good point and power dynamics about BDSM to make a really good point about trust in yes. relationships because yeah. it's all about like the sub-dom relationship. In this book, it's, it's explained that it's based on trust. You know, the dom has to trust the sub. The sub has to trust the dom. There has to be there. And guess what? That's every fucking relationship, whether it's BDSM or vanilla as vanilla gets, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's what sets it so much apart from like, ooh, look at, we're going to look at BDSM from like, from like a voyeuristic perspective. Isn't this weird that these people do this? What could go wrong in this sort of relationship when someone has all the power? And Sunstone is like, okay, like later volume, spoiler alert. The, the what goes wrong isn't so much what goes wrong when someone has all the power. It's what goes wrong when two people in a relationship don't trust each other enough to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And like, that's a, that's a human thing. Yeah. Like very relatable so. and something that everyone should mm-hmm. really pay attention to mm-hmm. like in their personal relationships. Like, uh, no. And it's, it's a community thing, but like in a way that this was probably one of my first exposures to like open mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. open relationship uh, dynamics, maybe is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. Yeah, the friends with benefits. Yeah. Friends with benefits to lovers sort of thing. Yeah. And, and you know, like, you could totally see alternative, quote unquote, I don't know if that's like what I even want to call it, but mm-hmm. you can totally see various types of ways that people group up in relationships. It's not just like everybody pair mm-hmm. off, you know, because mm-hmm. this is a sex positive community mm-hmm. and you often see different shades mm-hmm. of um, community love there let's say and mm-hmm. freaking mm-hmm. i just i don't think i really noticed it as much because i was sort of dazzled by mm-hmm. the latex but like rereading it um mm-hmm. after i've <laughs> recently i've gotten to see some really fun sex positive stuff in the the fanfic community that i go to most often mm-hmm. and um i read this mm-hmm. really great queer mm-hmm. one about it was a ro- it was like a mm-hmm. it was a romance based around people who were very open about their sex and it was a very like mm-hmm. it was definitely polyamory but it was like polyamory it was like mm-hmm. the most like fantastical polyamory but like also still had emotions and like people mm-hmm. feeling like kind of left out and stuff mm-hmm. and like they were still trying to find their special mm-hmm. someone that they can be together mm-hmm. while they go out and have sex with a whole lot of different people mm-hmm. and it was just really heartwarming because yeah. it does yeah. the same thing that this story does mm-hmm. where it kind of is like there's nothing dirty about this people like what they like and mm-hmm. whenever you're offered these kinds mm-hmm. of things i think it kind of strips away that negative power dynamic that the pearl mm-hmm. clutching kind of mm-hmm. enforces and this mm-hmm. it's like the pearl clutchers who mm-hmm. don't like or at least understand kink at pride kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. help reinforce mm-hmm. a really gross aspect mm-hmm. of the patriarchy to me where it's like mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. forcing people to experience this shame that and you know and like in the shame there's that question of like is mm-hmm. this something that i'm into or not i don't know am i a bad person for liking this thing mm-hmm. and i think the more examples you have out there like mm-hmm. i 
I am mm-hmm. what you would call a aggressive monogamous person. Like I'm aggressively monogamous. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. I do not want to have mm-hmm. any other person in my relationship, but my partner, you know, but yeah. you mm-hmm. know, like I was able to learn that about myself because I had safe space to be like, mm-hmm. do I like this? Do I not like this? Like, mm-hmm. what do I, what do I really want? What makes me happy? What brings me joy? And mm-hmm. so I think like having books like this, that kind of glamorize a very safe way to do different lifestyles even if they're not quite mm-hmm. if it doesn't mm-hmm. go this smoothly in real life who cares you know what i mean like that's what mm-hmm. good fiction's about mm-hmm. and i think this kind of thing yeah. is a good thing yeah. for people like young people who are looking for something spicy who are exploring mm-hmm. their sexuality who are like pursuing what it means to be mm-hmm. a human to them because then it gives them something mm-hmm. to be like no actually i'm really not into that please don't spit in my face you know what i mean like they can, yeah. they can be yeah. like mm, yeah. no not, not yeah. actually like what I like is the mystique, but I don't need that mystique. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's not, you know, yeah. it just kind of gives, mm-hmm. it gives you that safe space to talk about it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. inside yeah. the story, you get that like reader viewpoint from Lisa specifically when mm-hmm. she's exposed to that club environment. Mm-hmm. She's very much the reader, like, oh my mm-hmm. God, this is so, this mm-hmm. is so sexy and fun and dangerous yeah. feeling. Like, it's not dangerous at all, but it feels dangerous. I'm like, I'm totally out of my element here. And what's mm-hmm. going on? Oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. And I just love that you yeah. can get all of that from one book, you know? Like, why? How? Yeah. It's yeah. scary. I love that you mentioned so much about like the, the kink at pride, the pearl clutching kind of thing. And like this sort of normalizing this type of relationship, because again, like we don't have that much uh, uh, exposed, like there isn't that much out there in the wider mass media of stories about people in these kind of different relationships and it working and it being a relationship. Again, 50 shades of gray is very much a story of like, Ooh, BDSM but weird and wrong and what goes wrong. And it's like, and you get that here, but it's much more of like a, Hey, it's much more of like a, a warning in that, like, Hey, we're not, we're not telling you how this goes wrong to scare you or to, or to insult the people that engage in this. It's the people who engage in this being like, Hey, we love this, but you got to be aware of what's going on here. Mm -hmm. You know? And, you know, and it's, it's, I love that you mentioned again, that it's normalizing it because there are people out here who like this, who like BDSM, Mm -hmm. who are going to be like, Hey, that's kind of a kink for me. And not only is it normal, I can find people like me who are into this and I can find a relationship that works in this. And that's not something that's well presented. You know, and, you're, and you mentioned the polyamory story, like, well, just and be safe and keep myself safe while I'm doing that, you know, mm-hmm. like that's because mm-hmm. I think yeah. people feel in exactly. pearl clutching society that you have to put yourself into danger to explore your sexuality. Like when you're a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a party mm-hmm. girl, so I go to parties so that I can have sex, but also like, oh, yeah, well, what did I expect? Mm-hmm. I went to a party, which is not. That's not a good way for society mm-hmm. to think about sex. <laughs> so, like, yeah, no, safe spaces no, for you no. to go. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt mm-hmm. you. Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. And you're absolutely like, and you're right. Like, so much of exploring their sexual interests is it's it's very much like danger, and like it's it's a lot of times played as titillation for the story, or like a place like where the people can come away from. Like, it's treated like oh, kink and 
you playing the field and figuring things out is a bad thing that you'll eventually grow out of once you meet Mr. or Mrs. Wright. And this is very much like, no, kink is what you do. And it's what people in relationships do. And they're fine with it. They love each other. Like, why is exploring beyond the puritanical bounds of what we think sexuality is a bad thing? It's not. So yeah, that's that's what I think Sunstone does a really great job of as an example of like, hey, it can be, you know, it can be kinky as hell, but also really deep and meaningful. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Just a mm-hmm. awesome exactly. yes. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. and it's hard to, and it's hard to find. I think it's easier now because there is like a, like at least, mm-hmm. at least for our community, there's this little bubble of like safety. Mm-hmm. I found a group of like 10 to 15 like-minded people who at least are like, oh, there's Jessica off on mm-hmm. one of her special interests again we just gotta listen to her and then every once in a while they're like oh my god that's so (laughs) bizarre that you're into that but okay go off i guess you know (laughs) like but um because especially specifically i read a lot of fan fiction and fan fiction gets a lot of like i used to hate it because i hated things that made girls happy you know like you know those girls who were like the dude bro girl because you know you have to be yeah. You have to be that yeah. girl who's super cool and listens to the right music and makes mm-hmm. all the same like sexist jokes that you do mm-hmm. because that means that they need mm-hmm. a little bit of respect in the power mm-hmm. structure, which is really like uh, mm-hmm. cringy whenever I look back on my youth. But you know what? We all survive it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. at least I hope we all survive yep. it. And, you know, everybody be safe out there. It's a hard world. <sighs> but anyway, mm-hmm. so... I used yeah. to hate fan fiction because it was a safe space for women to explore their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I mean like women, mm-hmm. and I would expand that to, to queer people. It's a safe space. You know, people mm-hmm. who go in there, they mm-hmm. are just like making the rowdiest, m- noisiest decisions. And they're like, I'm a target. So you, you go in knowing, you know, like, Hey, is this for mm-hmm. you? I don't know. Do you yeah. want to find out? Yeah. Do, do you want some, mm-hmm. And they open up their, they open up their trench coat and they just have lines and lines of tags. You're like, what is even that? Is that something I'm into? I don't know. Do y'all like monsters? Like, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're like, whatever spiral you end up on. But it's a safer place than like, say, I don't know, like a free porn website. You know what I mean? Like, I think the spiral of exploration is a natural part of human curiosity as they're kind of going through all of this. But but like yeah. there's a difference between well, I like, think consent when you're doing it versus surprise, <laughs> like after mm-hmm. the fact surprise, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't yeah. know. I just feel mm-hmm. like, yeah. I just feel like there's yeah. a lot more awareness of safety and, and, and safe words. Mm-hmm. Let's just say safe mm-hmm. words for people mm-hmm. in the community. Yeah. yeah. And like with, with, and, and you bring up like the free porn thing, it's like fan fiction and, erotic websites oftentimes are the place for queer people to go and women to go to feel comfortable in exploring these things. Cause I mean, if you go to free porn sites, you're getting stuff that's very much male gazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's super like for the dudes and like, um, and I've noticed this on both sides. So like pre-transition, I was okay with free porn websites. Like, post-transition and like i was okay with it like i found my way around it but like eh but like now i just can't stand them because it's just like i don't want that anymore because that doesn't it's not made for me Mm -hmm. it's made for people who want to gaze at 
the thing I'm into, but like as a weird, like they're going to have their fun and go home. Mm -hmm. And it's very much exploitative where it's with fan fiction book and fanfic books like this, where it's very much like, no, this is for the people that are in, this is by the people that are in the community for people who might be in the community. You know, I came away from free porn websites feeling unsafe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like the world was yeah. more dangerous oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. after I'd watched some stuff on there, mm-hmm. you know, versus mm-hmm. like you can mm-hmm. see dangerous stuff in a safe place, like fan fiction or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, that was creepy. But also it, it validates mm-hmm. the, the fears that I have while not re-traumatizing mm-hmm. me, you know, like, and I feel kind yeah. of like that's how yeah. this storyline goes. Cause they're like, no, this is scary. Mm-hmm. Things can go mm-hmm. wrong. You know, like it's dangerous to be mm-hmm. tied up with ropes. Autoerotic asphyxiation mm-hmm. is dangerous. There's a lot of kinky stuff mm-hmm. that does mm-hmm. have danger to it and you need mm-hmm. to treat it with mm-hmm. respect. But this is a cathartic mm-hmm. place to see a story about that mm-hmm. and then know that the other side is still mm-hmm. there. You know, the comfort yeah. is still there. <laughs> yeah. It very much takes the voyeuristic view of it where it's like, it's again, it's it very it's like that, that volume two, that story very much takes the, the voyeuristic. I'm going to watch this because I like, it gets me off and then I'm going to go away and not really think about it again um, out of it because it's like, no, this is for people who were in it. And if you're in it, there are things you need to know. There's things and ideas and concepts that you need to be aware of and you need to respect because it can go wrong. If it, if, you, if you take it too far, it can go wrong. So I'm going to make a weird um, analogy, but I think it works. So um, people like the Big Bang Theory. People love the Big Bang Theory. They're like, hey, it's this show for it's this show about a bunch of nerds. And people would ask me like, hey you're a nerd. Thanks. Um, first off. And then it goes, so you must like the big bang theory. And I would go, Nope, I fucking hate it. Yeah. Fucking hate it. And they would be like, but why it's about nerds. It's a show about your people. And I would be like, okay, first off, no. Um, but second off it, it, it's, it's about nerds from people who are not nerds. So the joke always ends up being at the nerds expense. It's not like, hey, these are nerds and they happen to be funny. It's, hey, look at the nerds. Aren't they stupid? And yeah. isn't it funny? So that like, they are and I feel nerds. like Sunstone is. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny that they're nerds rather than they're nerds who happen to be funny? So Sunstone is that these are people who happen to be, who happen to be BDSM enthusiasts, not here's a story about BDSM enthusiasts. Isn't that weird? And I feel like when it's that, just like the fanfic stories written by women exploring their sexuality um, and queer people, whether they be lesbian, bisexual, gay, polyamorous, trans, um, it's much more like it's written for them, by them, to to explore what it means to be this person and to have a sexuality as that person, rather than what you get with Fifty Shades of Grey, which we already talked about, free porn websites, um, where it's just more like, hey, look how hot it is that these people do BDSM, Mm -hmm. you know? 
yeah, can we look at how sexy so, it is instead of exploring the actual content within, mm-hmm. you know? And I guess, mm-hmm. I guess what I always feel a little bit low key is, um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much bio erasure is actually a thing anymore. I know I, I don't really mm-hmm. feel like, I don't really feel mm-hmm. like I have a voice. To, like I don't feel the need to exert a voice in queer mm-hmm. spaces because I don't really feel like I am mm-hmm. like looked down on for my sexuality you know like I'm in a heteronormative relationship mm-hmm. I'm cis I am white mm-hmm. I'm like the perfect mm-hmm. victim living my happy midwest life you know like I have a daughter now like I I don't yeah. feel yeah. like I am unsafe mm-hmm. for any other reason other than that I am a white woman mm-hmm. in the midwest in the middle of some like pretty uh you know <laughs> It's like turbulent times. It's fine. Like everything's okay. We'll be safe. Yeah, I have guns. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I don't yeah. feel particularly like I don't feel particularly targeted. But I know that there are other people who mm-hmm. feel silence. Mm-hmm. And one of those groups of people mm-hmm. is men sometimes. Because we you know, we're listing like, oh, this is a safe place mm-hmm. for all of these people. And where's a safe place for men? Mm-hmm. And I wonder a mm-hmm. little bit, like, like if people don't exclude themselves a little bit by denying the availability of like bi-ness for men or like a spectrum for men or like a safe mm-hmm. place for men mm-hmm. to explore that. If, even if the mm-hmm. answer is no, hundred mm-hmm. percent straight, yeah. no wandering mm-hmm. eye here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. feel a little bit of empathy for people who like, yeah, okay. Maybe at the end of the day, what they really want is a heteronormative mm-hmm. relationship and that's fine. But like also, mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. probably didn't feel safe to look at what they wa- want to really know for sure that that's what they want. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And yeah. I and I feel bad for yeah. them. I feel empathy yeah. for no, people I... trapped in that position of quote power in this thing mm-hmm. that hurts those people mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to come yeah. across as like oh, a yeah. hater. Heteronormativity. <laughs> yeah. No heteronorm- heteronormativity. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, <laughs> Toxic heteronormativity and toxic patriarchy. Well, I guess you can say patriarchy there. Um, hurts <laughs> everyone. <patriarchy. laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I it's feel like, that. Like, hetero, like, like, if you want to be in a heteronormative relationship, do it. All more power to you. I was in one for a little bit. And then I was like, oh, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> All right. Something's different. Okay, boom. And like, you, I figured things out. I wasn't one of these people who always knew I was trans. It came later. When I was mm-hmm. like, I was able to put things together. So for the longest time, I thought I was in a heteronormative relationship. And so, and, and I come from that perspective when I say like, if you want to be in a heteronormative relationship, do it, do it. I think what the problem is where it becomes toxic, where it's like, oh, you're in a heteronormative relationship. So you have to follow these standards. Oh, you're a, you're a cis straight male. You must like this type of porn. And it's, and there are plenty of males out there that I'm sure like that also go to free porn websites going, this is disgusting. Where's the thing? Like, why can't, a, why can't, oh, like, I'm going to, I'm going to say a very, oh, poor white man statement, but you know, um, you know, where's the safe space for those people to also explore their sexuality that isn't, you know, bangbros.com or some of these <laughs> other really dumb male porn websites where it's 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 victim it's it's very exploitative so yes i see your point 
I very much well, see your point. And can I just talk about something pure? I, and I mean, like, I just, sure. I guess I, sure. I guess I, I, this book has given me one of those, like, oh my God, look at how glorious this is. Isn't it too bad that other people can't feel how glorious mm-hmm. this is? And that's kind of like why my brain went there. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, poor white men. It's like, no, no. I mm-hmm. mean, like, look at how great this is. And the only people that I can imagine don't enjoy this are, quote, you know, like these people who can't explore their sexuality. And um, sorry, I would say that there's also people who don't feel like they can enjoy romance stories. Oh yeah, same. It's and the that, same talk, I think it's the same talk. It was part of the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's but, very much because I, when I was growing up a cis male, thinking I was a cis male, I didn't think I could enjoy this stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's fucking dumb. And now that I've transitioned, I'm like. I love this shit. Like, I yeah. love it. I'm just going to roll around in Where it Where has this while. been all my life? Exactly, yeah. It's been here the whole time. Yep, I know, Welcome. Yeah. We've been waiting for you. Mm-hmm. No, um, but, yeah. like, there's a subgroup of people, and I don't, and I feel like they're younger, I don't know, mm-hmm. but they're just more, like, open, and I just see them more and more, like, online mm-hmm. and around, and I'm just so happy to see them coming out, because I'm like, there's hope for the world, the the earth is healing, you know, like mm-hmm. um, where like mm-hmm. men are out, like, I just want to get pegged. <laughs> like, where's my strong woman to peg me? And I'm like, oh, you're so cute, <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> using our big boy voice and asking for what we want. I'm so happy for you. And I just, I don't know. For me, it's like, oh, it's asked. You, you said asked. the you said the word. You said the magic word. Yay! <laughs> Good for you, Bobby. Yeah, and I don't know why, but something about being a little older and a little bit more secure in myself and having the partnership that I have, I just feel like instead of it being gross, I find like sex stories kind of wholesome. Is that weird? Like, is it weird that I've turned the corner? And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, yep, they're getting no. real. Isn't it cute? <laughs> Look at them just loving each other. I love that for them. Wasn't that great? <laughs> oh, he's oh he's taking all of it. Hey, oh, good how for sweet! You. Oh. <laughs> that's for true you. love. That took some practice. That's true love. <laughs> yeah, that's, true love. that's true love. No, but 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 that's why. Like that's why it's like that's why that kink stuff and and as you said, like as you've gotten older, you've got more secure. Like. Sex scenes, it's much more like, oh, good, yay, yay for you. It's because you see the relationship there. Like, you see the, the, you come at it from that perspective of, at least I do, of like, okay, they're having sex because they're in a relationship where they trust each other to do that thing. You know? Uh-huh. Um, he's asked the question, like, if we're going to go with the ex- the pegging example, he asked the question. She agreed. There might have been some conversation between those two steps and the final third step. Mm-hmm. But like, so like you see that it's no longer just like, ooh, that's hot sex. It's mm-hmm. just, it's more like, oh, that's really hot because they love each other and they're at least in a relationship where they trust each other to do this. Yeah, I, I do have to say we've been very like... We've taken a sex book and been very romantic about it, and I and I take all of the I take all of the blame for that on myself because I'm just like, oh, look at how cute it is that they're doing this hardcore oh, no. BDSM. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I know there are people hey, who are. Hey, I'm I'm on I'm on the I'm on the train with you. Yay! Choo choo. 
and I know that the I know that it's not always about romance, and that's just like the the lens that I have for the world. And but but I still feel that safety is attractive, you know. So I feel like even if they don't take it to that romantic place, that it's still it's still a a good place for community. And I know that BDSM has a lot of people who do not really go, get into the romance aspect of it. It just so happens that the sage just made us a little happy romantic cute like me mm-hmm. cute like yeah we've been having hardcore sex this whole time but we're also falling in love you know and i love it yeah, i mean it is a romance well, book yeah. but it's pride month so i wanted to acknowledge that people and are aromantic sometimes i just i personally don't have that viewpoint so i mm-hmm. can't really speak to it but it does exist yeah. and there's a safe way to do that too and and i'm not going to name names but i have people in my in my life who are into bdsm who very much are into the BDSM lifestyle. And for them, it's very much an aromantic thing. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But there's all, but there's still that level of like trust and mm-hmm. aftercare and before care and like making sure we're all on the same page. Because, you know, even in Sunstone, you know, when Ali first shows up, they don't, they don't immediately jump into it. No, yeah, they, they talk and they get to know each other a little bit first. Mm-hmm. They have a conversation and then they get into it. And then there's the aftercare. Um, so there's people who are aromantic, absolutely. But there's still that relationship of trust there, mm-hmm. um, which I think is important. Which is so weird. Because I mean, like, it's just, one, it's just like one more aspect where you like realize that your lens mm-hmm. is not is not universal. Like there's, there's a big joke about people who are like, Oh, everybody's kind of bi. And it's like, not just the bi people think that. And I, I totally am like, Oh, okay. My bad. And then like for the same, like, Oh yeah. Everybody thinks that trust is super hot and romantic. And they're like, no, no. I mean like it, it's hot, but not everybody thinks it's romantic. Like, oh, okay. Okay. That's just me then. All right. Cool. It's just one of those like a form affirming things, you know, like you like, yeah, it's like, it's like when I, I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like it's like the just yeah affirming it's just super affirming it's like oh okay yeah that's what I thought I was like oh yeah okay that makes sense because that's how that's who I am you know what I mean like me as a person okay yeah I understand now my bad <laughs> excuse me for imposing my worldview on you uh, welcome to the pride parade you know what I mean like come on let's go oh wait no you're not into that never mind well, I don't think this is my friend, and he's an ally. I did, I did, ally. It's, it's not so much imposing. <laughs> <laughs> Yay for yeah. the allies. Yay for the allies who put up with me going, you know, of course, right? And they're like, no, we don't, but good for you. Like, okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, need a sh- you need a shirt with, like, the ally flag going, like, thank you for listening to my rants. You yes, know? <laughs> thank you, allies, for listening to my fanfic discussions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks allies thanks allies i've been bending your ear about this story and i feel like i probably is there anything that i talked over you that you wanted to talk about because i know i've been going off um no i think i think we i think i've said everything that i've wanted to say you haven't really talked over me at any point so yeah i'm like i just love this book i just love it like this is one of these few books that i've decided that I'm going to get like the hardcover collected edition. Like I don't do that for many books. Like most of the time I'm like, Oh no, the paperback trades I'm fine on. Or like, Oh, I read it through hoopla. Mm -hmm. Maybe if it's, maybe if I see it at the used bookstore and it's on sale, I'll pick it up. This is something that like I finished volume five 
immediately had to do a Twitter rant about it. Um, <laughs> like the next day I wrote the review for the website uh, for everyonemedia.com. Here, everyone reviews. Um, I immediately wrote the review for it. And I was just like, you know what? No. Like this is maybe the second or third series. That I'm like, okay, no. Four. I, I want to own the hardcover collected editions of these. Mm-hmm. Like this is like, I want them. I want the purdy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've decided I'm going to put them on like my Amazon Christmas list. And pe- when people were like, what would you want for your, for your Christmas or birthday? Cause my, my birthday is the same time. Um, like I'm like, my birthday is like three days after Christmas. I'm gonna be like, I want these sexy books and just, I want to see their faces. <laughs> That's part of it, but also just because I want the fucking books. Hey, mom and dad, will you please <laughs> buy me uh, this cool art book that I want for my coffee table? <laughs> I love mm-hmm. it. I'm here. For oh it. yeah, it's a yes, coffee please. table book. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I just say, speaking of nerdy yeah. stuff, this is a DVR, mm-hmm. a deviant art thing. At the mm-hmm. back of the collected edition that I have, um, you see mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. You see, like them in cosplay, like like arguing with each other, and you see like mm-hmm. a bunch of um. Mm-hmm. There's like a little side story about pe- people, background characters in the art that didn't quite make it into volume one, or whose story mm-hmm. changed and mm-hmm. stuff. And <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's this really fun like fantasy like romance bit where one of them's a dragonkin. Mm-hmm. Or at least looks like they're dragonkin, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we got the monster effers in here too. Like, yes, okay. And um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just really pleased by the fact that it's a like a by the nerds for mm-hmm. the nerds type of type of thing that's mm-hmm. also in Top Cow. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah. And then at the very yeah. end, it has the Top Cow like ads, and you could tell Top Cow is kind of mm-hmm. an image mm-hmm. is kind of like this, where the ads are very different from the ads that you see in like DC or Marvel books where they're like just straight up pages of like, Hey, we have Raven volume one, Raven, Raven, sorry, Ravine volume one, Ravine volume two. Here's death sigil, you know, like with little blurbs or whatever. It's just like a black page with, but anyway, it's effective because I was looking at, you're looking at a bunch of art. That's basically all the same artist art. And it's like, Hey, you like this art? Here's all of these different stories that you can have. Um, and now I kind of want to read mm-hmm. Aphrodite Nine. That's 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 what that whole rant was about. I just spoke for two minutes just so that I could tell you that now I want to read Aphrodite Nine. I mean, I will read. I will give most anything he does a shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Like it's not going to be like Aphrodite Nine is not going to be is not going to shoot up to the top of my reading list for June because June I'm reading just sapphic stuff. Um, it Which, probably won't get there for yeah. July, but like. Maybe 2023 list, it might get up there. Um, but yeah, so like, and he's, um, for the 30th anniversary of Harley Quinn in September, they're doing a 30th anniversary special book of Harley Quinn. He's got another Harley story in there. So I'm super excited to see that. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, I have to go because my daughter just took her first steps, but this was so much mm-hmm. fun and I will... Uh, <gasps> oh my goodness, it's amazing! <laughs> okay, talk yeah, to you later. Bye! Bye.